Welcome back to another episode of the MXRS podcast, telling the story behind the stories. On this episode, I talk with Yvonne Huff, who's currently co-starring in the play Closely Related Keys, written by Wendy Graff and directed by Shirley Jo Finney. Huff was cast in the show 10 days before it opened, and she does a wonderful job portraying a woman whose father is African-American and mother is Iraqi. Check out our blog at mixedrootstories.org for more information on the show. And as always, we start the show with Yvonne telling us, what is your Mixed Roots story? I am Filipina and Black. Uh, My mom is from uh, Giwan, which is one of the first towns that was hit by the recent typhoon at the tip of eastern Samar. Um, You have to take like a, a jeepney and a plane, another plane, to get to uh, Manila, which is the capital. And uh, my father is a black man from Macon, Georgia. And so he, my dad was in the Vietnam War, and he left there, you know, disgruntled black man in the South, left to go join the cause. And I think my mom, this is the story that they tell me, you know, sometimes it changes all the time. I've always tried to get the right one. Uh, was working and going to school in Tablocan and uh, was cleaning houses and all of that. And my dad, I guess, was stationed there and he had a friend that was living in one of those apartments and somehow that's how they met and mm. got married and came to the U.S. And I guess Why part did they of... decide to leave the Philippines? Um, well, they got married and when he was, he got stationed okay. somewhere else. Got so he, mm-hmm. they ended up moving to Arizona. Shortly thereafter, so my mom was maybe twenty-one when she had me. Mm. Um, but I think they're the only only child. Did you? Oh know? no, no, I have. I'm the oldest, okay. and I have a younger brother and sister, BB and Alvin. Part of the mixed root story is I. I've definitely, um, at some point in my life, I stopped saying I'm half black and half Filipino. It just felt too black and white <laughs> it is more mixed up you know you, you could not cut me in half with a knife and say this is your black experience this is your filipino experience um do you do you remember any specific experiences you had in school or growing up that were that made you think about that or question that at my school uh there was a town a camp called any town any town usa you know you get selected from your high school to go to it and what they do is they, they actually hand-select a group of kids to go to this camp for a week. Okay. And it's all different kinds of kids. As years went on, it was harder for them to find more kids of color to go to it. But the one that I went to, it was you know all different kinds of black, Asian, Hispanic, oh. Caucasian, different kinds. And this is in Arizona, in which Arizona. is surprising. <laughs> yeah, actually, Arizona needs more of these any towns uh, still. Um, <laughs> And so what you'd do is you'd go for a week and they would bond, you know, everyone would be kumbaya together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then after a while, one morning you wake up, they basically put you through what it's like to experience racism wow. and being different from others. And um, to this day, I have a friend, Troy Williams, who we went to this Anytown together. We are still really good friends. But you wake up in the morning and everybody's separated if you're black, you're separated by the color of your skin. If you're white, you're separated by the color of your hair and your eyes. If they have a question about your sexual preference, you're separated on that. They make you go through this whole thing where all these people that you put your trust in 
are now separating you. You've trusted them. The point is that, I don't know if, they're st if they still do this, but is that the kids come together to say, no, we don't want this to happen. I did it my first year and then I, then I was a, a camp counselor for like the next two to three years. Yes. They were like, and we need, we need to bring her back. <laughs> well, I said, I want to come back. Right. They didn't, you know, I said, I want to do this mm. um, because, uh, you know, it's just the, the difference between me. I, I mean, I knew the difference between me and everybody else. There was nobody else in my school that was black and Filipina. Mm. There were other people that were black and white, but there was nobody that was like me. Mm. Um, so you felt like you needed to be there to represent your experience. Yeah. And so that, that people, even though that you, that you still come together in the end, mm. um, but it was every time I did the camp, it was a beautiful, beautiful experience. And it, it was interesting because the three or four years that I did it, sometimes it took almost all day for the kids to get it, that they have to empower themselves. And the next morning, bam, completely different experience. Oh my goodness. And I so, love this. so I guess that's part of it. Okay. So I guess that's my mixed race story. Cool, cool. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about closely related keys. Uh, tell us about the play, what the play is about, about your character and the other characters in the show. I, in a nutshell, it is about uh, two sisters who are lost to each other who come back together uh, through a father that they both feel very uh, estranged from. Uh, and so it is a journey of how they come together and how they unpack their own luggage as they try to come together. Um, that's basically it. Cool. You know, it's set in the time of the 9-11 and the 10-year anniversary of that. So it's all of those elements kind of put together. Well, I love that in your synopsis just now, you did not mention the race or the cultural background, or, oh. or which, which I think is great because this play really stands on its own as a play about a family, about family relationships. That, and, it, and, and then when you mentioned 9-11, so that we're getting into why particularly these characters go through some of the things they go through in the play. But um, but I think that's, I, I, I love that you're like, ultimately it is about relationships because that is that is what makes for good theater and good storytelling and, yeah. you know, kind of draw, draws us all in. Um, but tell us about the backgrounds of the characters also. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, well, my character, Nayla, is uh, Iraqi and black uh, by an American father. And Julia is uh, a black character. And uh, so it's the coming together of, for me, I mean, I have to tell you through my own lens. Absolutely. <laughs> right. It's really about uh, a mixed race woman um, of, of Iraqi nationality and a black woman of American nationality coming together so it's not it, it does hit on many different levels because it's it is uh about who do you claim to be your homeland and how the world sees you um uh, what kind of race are you depending upon your color of your skin and how does that all come together um so my character is looking for her family um create trying to create one and looking for one Whereas the other character is, in my opinion, um, trying to get away from her. Trying to get away from hers. <laughs> right. Yeah. But ultimately, d down deep, really wants one, but just doesn't know how to have one. Mm. Mm. 
mm-hmm. um, because it was too painful when she lost it. Yeah. And the idea that it might present itself again is, you know, too painful. Scary. Once you get hit in the face, do you want it to happen again? Yeah. You know? <laughs> so um, mm. that's the... I'm glad I've had more than, you know, because I only joined the show just, uh, you know, 10 days before it opened. So I've had some time to be a little bit pulled back from it so I can look at it objectively. Yeah, actually, um, let's talk about how, how you got involved in the show, which is amazing to me. Um, well, I, my theater company, Lower Depth Theater Ensemble, uh, workshopped Wendy's play, Closely Related Keys, um, last year. Uh, in our, we have a program called uh, Breaking Ground New Play Workshop, uh, which we're, we're actually getting ready to do another one in a couple of weeks here. Great. Um, we workshopped her play then, and uh, I actually read the other sister role. Um, and then auditioned for the play again. It was produced by uh, Wendy and theater planners. Uh, didn't get the role. I was like, okay, it's not meant to be mine. <laughs> Walked away. And about, the, on a Wednesday, the Wednesday, about eight, nine days before the play was supposed to open, I get a call, a Facebook message, that's funny. No. In, yeah, it was. <laughs> Are we going to find a Facebook message? I got a Facebook message from Wendy, you know, asking for me to come to help out the show. Could you play the role of Nayla? And I was like, what? <laughs> what? And then she told me the circumstances, and it was, you know, it's a bittersweet type of thing Um, and so I think I got that Facebook message at 7am on a Wednesday I talked to the producer by 10 o'clock that morning Um, I had an appointment at noon by 11.55 after talking to my family and my mom and figuring out how am I going to do this thing because I have two kids a household, a career, I've got all this stuff going on (laughs) but I've always felt very drawn to the piece Um, I said yes, and by three o'clock on that Wednesday, I was in rehearsal. Oh my goodness! And so, so I just have to say, you were incredible. That I mean, not whether you had had months to prepare that role or the amount of time you had, you just you lived that character. You, I can't believe the dialect work, and I just I'm amazed. Well, Adam, who plays my Adam Mir, who plays my husband in it, he also. Um, is the dialect coach. He speaks Arabic. And so wow. he was amazing in helping me get ready. That's because right, because you're, you're not even only doing the dialect, you were doing, you were speak, you speak Arabic in the show too. Oh, yeah. Convincingly. I I mean, was, not that I speak Arabic, but I was, I believed it. I was scared. Very, very, very scared. I said, and I, that was one of my first questions when I asked, you know, as a, I had to protect myself. Like if I'm going to be able to do this, to, you need to have these things in order for absolutely. me to arrive on yeah, the scene. Right. Let's, right. let's just get those things clear first. Yeah. And so he was really awesome, and we rehearsed on a Wednesday. By the next morning, he had recorded all of my lines in the dialect. I asked him to do it with no emotion, just say the lines like somebody would say them from that culture with with the dialect, and um, that's what he did. And I think that's what makes it so wonderful in the play is that because he said all of my lines, and it's just the two of us, we sound like we're from the same world. Absolutely. You know, um, if possibly there was a third person who didn't quite, then it would kind of ruin this 
magic we're trying to create. That's right, because of the relationship you had anyway. You already kind of were a little ahead because of that. Yeah, and as an actor, you know, I really didn't have any time to be in my head. The only thing I could do was be completely open. They wanted to chit-chat a little bit when I got to rehearsal. I said no. Where am I going? Where am I moving? What's my blocking? Where are my costumes? Let's go. (laughs) You know, the only time I had time, the only time I really got heady was when I had to memorize. In terms of preparing for Nela, it was my mom actually came and lived with us for a week, Uh, and there is no way that I would have been able to do this um, without the support of her being there, taking care of my girls. And, uh, you know, taking care of the household while my husband was doing his thing, Jason Delane. There's no way it could happen. So even though people are like, oh, my God, how did you do this? My mom was there. Um, Shirley Jo was there. She was shepherding me. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. (laughs) Um, Okay. So so Wendy Graff, I actually met Wendy because we are in um, the Ensemble Studio Theater Playwrights Unit together. And I'll, I'll tell you that... Um, the very first meeting that I attended, they read uh, an actress read a play that another play she's developing, and um, <clears throat> the the play is about an American woman, but it's loosely based on the girlfriend of um, the Tsarnaev brother who bond, did the Boston Marathon, the one that that died, um, mm-hmm. and uh, and it was again it was my first time in this playwrights unit. I noticed that I was the only person at least visibly who uh, of color who would probably be writing stories of color so i was very surprised that one of the first things i heard was a story about people who were not i'll say it white american or even in many cases in that group man like man, older male white american because i i i judged the room and i was mm-hmm. like i know what i'm going to hear at the same time i sat there and the piece was lovely and and uh, it was clear that she has a, a uh, is caring about that community and wants to share the story. But I, I asked afterwards, kind of in a nice way, what gives you the right to write these characters? What gives you the right to tell a play about something that is not who you are? And um, always very sensitive about that. And then actually Wendy called me and said, let's have lunch because I want to I wanna talk to you more about that. And I really, I respected that. I thought that that was a good show on her part that she was interested in um, at least being sensitive to who gets to tell these stories. And she told me about closely related keys at that time. And even at that time, still, even though she was showing an interest, I was a little dismissive. I was kind of like, mm-hmm, okay. <laughs> so here I'm telling you don't write our stories and you're telling me about this other one. And then I saw the play, and I'm I'm very impressed. Both uh, obviously, you you know the the actors pull it off so well, and and um, you know clearly were able to find connections. I want to know what what your take is on on quote unquote white white uh, playwrights writing about um, people of color. When I first read closely related keys. Uh, I actually thought that Wendy was a black woman. Ah, so you read it sight unseen. You yeah, didn't... I didn't know anything about her. I'd never met her. Someone said, um, we kind of hooked up through the producers of, of a show that Laura Depp Theater Ensemble did. And I was like, okay, I'll read it. 
And so I read it and I thought, and I was kind of like, oh, oh okay. It, you know, it, it needed work. Yeah. And then I found out that she was a white woman. I went, oh, that's why it was not gelling for me. Because it did feel like this is how I think black people act. And this is how I think. I didn't know, I don't know enough about Iraqi culture to know. Um, but it also did feel like this is what it feels like for someone from another culture to write about another culture yes. via research and not experience. Yes. Um, yes. But at some point I had to check myself and go, well, this is the point. If there's any place that we're going to be able to do these kinds of things, it's going to be in the theater. Yeah. It's going to be in the arts where it's one of the reasons why I love uh, the arts and why I love the theater and film and is because I get to... Um, experience a culture that I would not otherwise take the time to experience. It's tough because it's like, for, for me, the biggest thing, and you understand this being having your theater company, is the hardest struggle for me is, yeah, but they're going to produce your play about black people and Iraqi people. They're going to produce your play. But if you were a writer of color, wrote the same play, you'd have so much, such a harder time getting that play produced. I like to have conversations with people who, like with Wendy, it's just saying, write your plays, you're, you're providing opportunities for actors who may not have them otherwise, but also find a way to reach out to writers of color and, you know, tell them some of what you're doing and how you do it. And you've got this privilege of being able to write from this experience. Well, I, what I have to say about Wendy, and, and I would say this for anybody who is in the position that they find that Wendy is in, where they like to write stories about other cultures other than their own, is that she, she really did try to develop personal relationships with people about the people that she's writing about. I mean, she came to many readings that Lord Depp Theater Ensemble did and literally followed us around and talked to our artistic director and asked for meetings and, and, uh, and, and, and knew that she had a passion to tell the story, but she didn't have all the answers. You know, in the terms of getting a play produced, she created personal relationships in order to get it done. And then, you know, also put her money where their mouth is and says, I want this story told. Love it. Um, so I just want to wrap up with tell us more about Lower Death and also where we can see you more. What, what are your future goals, plans? And uh... <laughs> um, I think I'll, I'll start with this is that, you know, I have been blessed in the past like two to three weeks with a lot of opportunity and a lot of work. Um, and I'm a mom and a wife and theater producer, actor, all those things. And f for sure, being a mom kind of took over a lot of my time. And, and then the universe just gave me all that time that I wasn't working. It get, like squished it into like two or three weeks. So... I don't know. I feel like that's important for people to know who are um, uh, moms and career-driven and how does it all balance out that at some point um, it is given to you and when it comes, you are prepared. Beautiful. But, uh, so Lower Depth Theater Ensemble, uh, in a couple of weeks we're doing another Breaking Ground. Uh, it will be at the Beverly Hills Playhouse on March 23rd. We're doing a reading March 23rd at 6 p.m., we're doing a reading of a play called Modern Minstrelsy by Kermit Fraser, 
Um, it will be directed by Oz Scott. And uh, it's a five-day workshop. Uh, we're flying Kermit out here. We give him a bunch of actors in a room and a dramaturg, which a dramaturg we feel like is incredibly important um, to a playwright. Uh, you know, in terms of information, in terms of, you know, course of how the story is constructed and the questions that are not being answered, all that. So we, um, so we have a wonderful dramaturg, Dylan Southard, who we've not let go. He's worked on everything with us. And so that will start on the 17th. The workshop will, will begin. And then on the 23rd, we'll do a public presentation and anybody can come. And then later on this year, Lower Depth Theater Ensemble will produce Issa Davis's Bull Rusher. And, Great. uh, so that's what we're doing then. And then for me, you know, I'll be doing this play for three more weeks. And then uh, uh, just on television, I did, I recently did a thing on Rake that aired on Thursday. Great. And then, um, <laughs> believe it or not, while we were opening Closely Related Keys, I had booked a job on NCIS Los Angeles. So I was working during the day at NCIS for three days, working during the day, and then I'd come to the do the theater at nighttime. Oh my It was insane. It was insane. Unbelievable. So that I just filmed that and that'll be coming out in three or four weeks or something like that. Watch for it. But uh, Yvonnehuff.com is where you can go to figure out more stuff. Great. Thank you so much. It's been great. Thank you.